Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12. This episode is all about migraines. I will be talking about what triggers a migraine, foods that specifically trigger migraines, and then I'll talk about foods that help heal migraines and supplements that can also help heal migraines. So many people suffer from migraines or some type of regular headaches. Some people even feel that the pain from their migraine takes over their entire head and neck. Migraines also include symptoms like extreme sensitivity to light, sound or smell, blurry vision, seeing flashes of light, nausea and or vomiting, difficulty speaking, and lightheadedness. Migraines can last from a few hours to several days. And if you experience migraines, you know how true that is. There are many prescription drugs out there to treat migraines, but more often than not, our bodies develop a resistance to the medication and it stops working. So then you have to like switch to another prescription because the other one stops working and then you continue the cycle of becoming resistant to medications. Migraines are much more common in women than they are men, though men can struggle with migraines and even children can get migraines. Now I'm going to talk about what triggers a migraine. If you deal with migraines, more than likely the trigger for you will be a combination of two or three of the triggers that I'm going to discuss. So it's important that as I go through them, don't just settle on one and think that's like the one thing causing your migraines. It's probably a combination of a few. So just keep that in mind. So first I'm going to talk about commonly known triggers. And these triggers tend to be more extreme cases. And if one of these things have happened to you, it's not something that you're not aware of. You definitely remember this happening. Um, Granted, for most people who deal with migraines, they haven't suffered from any of these things and they still get migraines. So then I'll talk about the less commonly known triggers once I get through these. Commonly known triggers. First is concussions. Even if you had a concussion a long time ago, it can still trigger migraines much later. Then we have meningitis. This is when there is severe swelling around the protective membranes that surround the brain and the spinal cord. So even if you had meningitis a long time ago, it can still trigger migraines much later, the same way that a concussion can. Next is a stroke. This is when the blood supply is cut off to a part of the brain resulting in a brain injury, which can also result in migraines. Then we have transient ischemic attack, or TIA. And this is a smaller brain injury than a stroke, but it can still lead to migraines. Then we have brain aneurysm, and this is when a blood vessel in the brain balloons, which can result in migraines after. Brain tumors, either cancerous or benign tumors, can still cause migraines. Brain cyst or microcyst, a benign sac in the brain filled with fluid, which can cause migraines. Impeded cervical nerves. Cervical nerves are the eight nerves that branch off from the spinal cord, 
And if something is interfering with them, many things can happen, including getting migraines. So what about all the people who haven't suffered from one of those triggers, but still deal with migraines? So that means that you probably have one of these less commonly known triggers, and these are usually the root cause for many people's migraines. So let's get into those. So first we have Epstein-Barr virus and shingles virus. A high number of either Epstein-Barr virus or shingles virus in the body can cause frequent migraines. These viruses can cause inflammation to the central nervous system, and that includes our brain. And if you've ever had mono um, in your lifetime, you carry Epstein-Barr virus. It may not be like active, but it's there and it can cause symptoms that you don't even realize are related to Epstein-Barr virus. Um, and you could carry, you know, levels of shingles virus in your body and you don't have like super severe symptoms, but it's there triggering migraines. So if you've had lab work done and it says that you, you know, have tested positive for those two viruses, then it could be triggering your migraines. Next is sinus-related migraines. Some migraines can result from chronic strep infections, and this also means that you probably have a high level of strep bacteria in your body, which I talked a lot about strep bacteria in the acne episode because when you have high levels of strep bacteria, you also get chronic acne. So if you struggle with sinus issues, you're going to want to work extra hard to strengthen your immune system because then that will help lower the levels of strep bacteria in your body, reducing your sinus migraines. And if you're someone who has chronic acne and you struggle with migraines, odds are you have high levels of strep bacteria in your body. So you would want to shift your diet so that you can fight off the strep bacteria. Next is ammonia permeability. This is when ammonia that builds up in our gut leaks out of our gut and it can cause irritation to the nerves that lead to our brain, such as the vagus nerve. So if you have any gut imbalances like IBS, SIBO, or even an overgrowth of bad bacteria in your gut, you could be dealing with this and you should cut down on foods that irritate the lining of the stomach and intestines, and especially meat because Meat will be the number one food to produce ammonia in the stomach, which then that will really feed your migraines. And if you listen to the gut health episode, I talk a lot more about um, ways that you can improve your gut health. So that would help if um, you have ammonia permeability. And if you're not sure if you have ammonia permeability, if you have any sort of gut imbalance, like I said, irritable bowel syndrome, SIBO, some sort of bad bacteria overgrowth, or you've had food poisoning, any of those things is a pretty sure sign that you have some level of ammonia permeability because you don't have balance in your gut. So if you're not sure, but you have a gut imbalance that you know of already, it's pretty safe to say that you have ammonia permeability. The next trigger is electrolyte deficiency. Our bodies need to maintain a certain level of electrolytes in order to keep our neurotransmitters in our brain functioning properly. Electrolytes also help to strengthen our neurons. They help with electrical impulses that run our brains and our bodies. So when you're low on electrolytes, it disrupts our normal brain activity, setting off a migraine. So the most common cause of electrolyte deficiency is chronic dehydration, which is often caused by consuming caffeinated drinks 
or foods that are dehydrating, which is typically heavily processed foods, foods really high in salt, um, and then a lack of fresh juices and good quality water. Good sources of electrolytes, if you suspect that you're not getting enough electrolytes, um, is fresh celery juice in the morning. That's a great source of electrolytes. Coconut water is a great source of electrolytes. But it's important to note, not pink coconut water. Pink coconut water means it has oxidized and it has gone bad. Um, I know that there is a brand of coconut water. I personally loved this brand of coconut water. And all of their water is pretty much pink coconut water. And they claim that it has higher antioxidants. And that's actually not true. The pink one is the worst one you can have. You're better off having um, clear coconut water. And um, I mean, the best thing you can do is just buy a whole coconut and cut it up and drink the water out of there. And I actually calculated it. Um, a 16 ounce bottle of this brand of coconut water is like $6 and something cents. And you can buy a whole coconut for like $6 and something cents. It was like 15 cents cheaper than the bottled coconut water. And you get about 16 ounces of coconut water in the whole coconut. So you're getting about the same. And then you're also getting coconut meat when you buy the whole coconut, which is pretty cool because then you have a snack along with it. So if you can, buy a whole coconut and just cut it open and drink that coconut water because that's really going to have electrolytes. The pink kind in bottles has no electrolytes in it because it's essentially gone bad. And too, then when you drink it out of the coconut, you're not drinking it out of plastic. So it's kind of like a double win. And then a couple other juices that also have a lot of electrolytes is fresh cucumber juice, cucumber apple juice, so a cucumber apple juice blend, or cucumber, celery, and apple juiced together. So that blend is also high in electrolytes. The next trigger for migraines is stress. We all experience stress, and when we do, our adrenal glands pump out adrenaline. When frequent or chronic stress is present, there is a constant adrenaline spike and drop. So it keeps spiking and dropping, which can become a trigger for migraines. This can even be a daily or weekly basis that it triggers a migraine. If you are someone under a lot of stress, uh, I am going to do an episode about adrenal fatigue and you'll definitely want to listen to that episode because I will discuss ways that you can support your adrenal glands. And this is something that you would want to do because it would help also with your migraines as well. The next trigger is your menstrual cycle. Many women notice that they get migraines right before their menstrual cycle or during their menstrual cycle or even right after their menstrual cycle. This is because when women are on their periods, their reproductive organs require 80% of their body's immune system. So when our immune system lowers due to our cycles, any other thing that our immune system is typically fighting has a chance to strengthen. So this includes things like stress, dehydration, heavy metal toxicity, which a symptom of heavy metal toxicity could be eczema. So if you are a woman struggling with eczema, do you ever notice that it gets worse around your cycle? This could be because your immune system is no longer addressing the eczema and it's focusing on your period. Also, Epstein-Barr virus can get stronger if you have that in your body around your cycle, which is why that could trigger a migraine. And if you have an overgrowth of strep bacteria in your body, that can also trigger a migraine around your period. And this is also why strep bacteria 
triggers acne around our cycles because again our immune system lowers due to the cycle so our acne gets worse if you have high levels of strep bacteria in your body so if you have any of these it will definitely trigger a migraine around the time of your period men's immune systems don't have this monthly dip in like ours do and this is why they typically don't get migraines as often as we do and if you do get migraines around your cycle Try focusing on one of the possible conditions that I just mentioned and try work to get rid of it. So, you know, maybe it's overgrowth of strep bacteria, overgrowth of Epstein-Barr virus or heavy metal toxicity. Try to work to minimize those in your body with the foods that I'm going to suggest, and that should help you not get a migraine around your period. Next, we have sleep disorders. If you aren't getting enough sleep and on top of not sleeping enough, you're dealing with another issue, say it's heavy metal toxicity, which we are all dealing with that to some degree, um, or it could be in, built up of some other toxins, um, or maybe you're dealing with a virus like Epstein-Barr virus, Lyme's disease, strep bacteria, shingles virus, lupus, etc. These can trigger a migraine. So when you're not getting enough sleep, these viruses and other issues tend to get stronger and then you have a migraine. Um, if you struggle with insomnia, um, as you lie in bed awake with your eyes closed, half of your brain is actually able to sleep and rest while the other half is awake. So this means that your body is able to do some healing and recovery to your central nervous system. So if you're, you know, if you struggle with insomnia and you're super frustrated that you just can't sleep, like you can't fall asleep or you keep waking up just lay in bed with your eyes closed and you will still get some rest and help prevent the onset of migraines so and that even goes for someone maybe who isn't struggling with insomnia and you just happen to wake up one night or you can't fall asleep just lie there with your eyes closed because you are getting some rest and recovery by just having your eyes closed which is better than nothing and then if you aren't getting enough sleep due to your daily obligations like work parenting etc try to find ways that you're able that you can cut back a little bit so that you can get enough sleep because without proper sleep you will trigger a migraine and you also won't be able to perform as well at work or be as great of a parent as you're able to be sleep is very important at not only preventing migraines but just functioning to our best ability and the last trigger is heavy metals and other environmental toxins Toxic heavy metals like mercury, aluminum, lead, copper, arsenic, cadmium, nickel, and barium can settle in our brains and livers, preventing them from properly functioning. So they can result in anxiety, depression, OCD, ADHD, autism, Alzheimer's, dementia, tics, spasms like eye spasms. And even if you think you aren't exposed to heavy metals or other toxins, you are. We, we all are exposed to heavy metals and other toxins if we live in the world today. Because these are th th include things in the air we breathe, things in our homes, our food, and even our water. And they eventually build up inside of us and they cause issues, one of them being migraines. So we, can, we can't always control the toxins that we're exposed to because sometimes again we're unaware of all the toxins we're exposed to so we can't necessarily control it but we can control removing the toxins from our bodies via the foods we eat so i did a whole 
like series of episodes. It was three episodes all about toxins. One was all about toxic heavy metals. So if you do want to learn more about those, go check those episodes out because I do get into more detail about them. But again, heavy metals and other toxins can trigger migraines. So it's important to kind of eat foods that help us flush out toxins. So that is it for the uncommon triggers of migraines. So now I will discuss foods that can trigger migraines. If you are suffering from migraines, I would suggest that the foods I'm about to talk about, that you cut them out of your diet. And ideally, you would cut all of these all of these foods out of your diet until your migraines go away. And then you could slowly start to add them back in and see if your migraines come back. Um, if it's too hard for you to take all of these out at one time, start with just one and then you know, after a week, take out another thing. And then a week later, take out another thing. Because this can be kind of intimidating to know you have to cut all of these things out at one time. First up, we have eggs. Eggs feed viruses and other pathogens in our bodies. Eggs can also inflame and irritate our central nervous systems, which that then irritates the vagus nerve, and it even irritates areas of the brain, which then causes a migraine. Next is gluten. Gluten feeds strep bacteria, which causes a lot of inflammation in the body and triggers migraines. Next is meat. When you have digestive issues and you consume meat, it produces ammonia in the stomach, which leaks out, minimizing oxygen to the brain, resulting in a migraine. Next is fermented foods or any vinegar-based foods. So fermented foods or vinegar-based foods, they lower the pH in our intestinal tract, creating higher levels of acid in the digestive tract, which can trigger a migraine. Apple cider vinegar alone can trigger migraines in most people. And apple cider vinegar is like terrible. You should not ingest it. it. It causes tooth decay and so many other things. But again, if you're struggling with migraines, I would avoid fermented foods. Um, and any vinegar-based foods. And this would include things like kombucha, sauerkraut, fermented vegetables, all that kind of thing. Next is salt. Too much salt in your diet can cause migraines because it's really dehydrating, so be aware of your salt consumption. Next is oils. Oils like canola, corn, cottonseed, and palm oil all feed pathogens in the body, creating more inflammation, which can lead to a migraine. Additives like MSG and aspartame, these are toxic to our neurons and can be one of the more aggressive triggers uh, to migraines. So you really want to be careful about additives, um, especially MSG. MSG is hidden in a lot of foods under different names. And I have a blog post on my website about the hidden names for MSG because you definitely want to go look at that. MSG is in almost all whey protein powders. So if you drink whey protein powder, it probably has MSG and you might want to find a cleaner one. Also, nutritional yeast is made from MSG. So if you're vegan and you like to put nutritional yeast on stuff, stop because it ha it's made from MSG and that's just going to create inflammation and cause a migraine. Next, we have alcohol. Alcohol is extremely dehydrating and it leads to migraines because of how dehydrating it is. And it's also really hard on our livers. Next, we have coffee, matcha tea, chocolate, cacao, and other caffeinated things. 
Caffeine is overstimulating and highly aggressive to our central nervous system, and it can trigger migraines. Some people claim that chocolate and other forms of caffeine helps a migraine, um, but the migraines that you're actually getting are withdrawals because you're not having enough caffeine. Um, and I, I like have recently been been dealing with that because I've been trying to cut down my caffeine consumption to not having it every day. Um, and I also like cut out my pre-workout. I was having like the cleanest possible pre-workout that I can find, but it still wasn't perfect. And I was just like, you know what, let me just cut it out because I don't really need it. And I have had some terrible withdrawal migraines from not having as much caffeine anymore. Um, but I finally feel like I'm on the other side. So if you're, if you're gonna cut out caffeine or you're considering doing it, I say do it. Like it does kind of suck for a little bit, but once you get over the hump, it's, it's so easy. Great, and it's a good feeling, um, especially like if you already get migraines, um, definitely cut out caffeine if you can. Also, if you're dealing with migraines, you wanna pay attention to if you're exposed to plug-in air fresheners, too many scented candles, cologne, perfume, after sh- aftershave, and incense, because all of those b- might be triggering your migraines. And once you're able to identify all of the possible things that could be causing your migraines, again, try cutting them all out and see if it gets rid of your migraines. That's going to be your best bet. So now I'm going to talk about foods that help heal migraines. And I'm going to do a blog post and I'll post the foods that you should avoid and the foods that help and the supplements that help. That'll all be on there um, so you can print it out or something. So foods that help heal migraines. These foods can help prevent and even heal your migraines because they kill off pathogens and they help flush out toxins, which also improves our digestion, soothes nerves, and relaxes our muscles. So you want to incorporate as many of these foods into your diet as often as possible. So you want to, you know, try to have as many of them every day if you can. So first is fresh celery juice which I've talked a lot about fresh celery juice. So you'd want to have 16 ounces of fresh celery juice first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Um, and you have to, it has to be less than 24 hours old and you will wait 15 to 30 minutes after drinking your celery juice before you eat or drink anything else. Next is cilantro. Then we have hemp seeds, but in small quantities because hemp seeds are considered a fat And even though they're a healthy fat, too many fats can feed viruses and pathogens in your body. Then we have potatoes, bananas, asparagus, oranges, Brussels sprouts, tomatoes, broccoli, spinach, papayas, chili peppers, garlic, ginger, kale, cinnamon, and apples. And now I will wrap up with supplements that help heal migraines. So we have ashwagandha, barley grass juice powder, cat's claw, CoQ10, which stands for coenzyme Q10, curcumin, elderflower tea, lemon balm, L-lysine, nettle leaf, oregano oil, spirulina, turmeric, vitamin B12, vitamin C, and wild blueberry powder. So that wraps up today's episode. If you have any questions or anything that you want me to discuss topic-wise for an episode, please feel free to email me 
at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com. And I am also going to post the list of supplements, foods to eat, and foods to avoid on my website. And if you don't know my website, it's tdnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening. 